Welcome. I'm Katherine Damon, and I'm a licensed professional counselor. And I'm Julie Maxey, and I'm a licensed attorney. And, and together, together we are, we are the, counselors. the counselors. Damn it. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. You're in a safe space. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Wonderful. Just hanging out. It's Friday. Yeah. Thank God it's Friday. <laughs> Where'd you come up with that? <laughs> you know, the highlight of my childhood would mm-hmm. be watching TGIF. Mm-hmm. 100%. And then Snick on Saturdays. Oh my gosh. There were shows Saturday, Saturday morning mm-hmm. that were also good. That was on like NBC, I want to say. One Saturday morning. One Saturday morning. Is that a show? <laughs> it was like the Saturday morning cartoon commercial jingle. Oh. No. She doesn't remember. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, there's a lot of stuff in this brain, and sometimes it, it evaporates. Yeah, that's true. Huh. Yeah, there were some good. There were some pretty good um, Saturday morning show, like um, City Guys. See, California Dreaming. Don't wake me up. Don't wake me up if I'm dreaming. California. Can we not both try to do the harmony? Um, we'll practice that for next time um, what's the one about the girl that played basketball hang uh, time hang it together hang it with other <laughs> hi welcome you've tuned into our podcast Saturday morning show theme songs from our childhood <laughs> you know what I would yep. listen okay. you know what I also would I would listen to six hours. I would listen to a six-hour um, oral history of our Saturday morning shows. So I guess we know what we're doing uh, next time. For the next three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to break down every show. We're going to get that. interviews <laughs> with cast members. Of course wonder what all those people are up to. Probably Where are much. they now? I'm definitely going to be Googling it later. <laughs> yeah, they were. We had, we had some, uh, some pretty quality TV shows. We really did. We grew up in the golden age of television. Totally. <laughs> Family Matters. Oh, my gosh. Harriet. Carl. <laughs> um. That's such a good show. Remember when I texted you a while back that um, Carl was on the Long Island Medium? <laughs> two of your favorite things. <laughs> two of my two of my favorites smashing into each other. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't have been more pleased. 
And then when when Steve Urkel like later on became Stefan Arkell, mm-hmm. he was like real smooth, and Laura finally liked him. Yeah, I do remember that. Which taught all of us, it does not matter what kind of person you are on the inside, mm-hmm. as long as you're hot on the outside. That's right. Which is true. Which is one hundred percent true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the story kids (laughs) speaking of that there were some questions regarding some of our childhood pictures posted oh okay including what is happening here with um the picture from the valentine's banquet (laughs) um it was our coronation obviously (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) there are some questions about what was happening why was there a valentine's court how was it decided again why (laughs) i didn't have answers for any of that i um well the answer of why so who would get to go to heaven first yeah (laughs) obviously (laughs) my best guess is that it was just like something to do and they were like oh let's i don't know they were constantly having us vote for like the best yeah which i feel like has really affected me in adulthood unfortunately (laughs) it's really carried over yeah um yeah well that's how it was decided it was a popularity contest Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just like constant constant votes for popularity Mm -hmm. at church because as we know it's really important to be the most popular in church yeah Mm -hmm. well if you have to be the best liked because then if you're not, Jesus won't like you either. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're liked in church, the more you're liked in church, the bigger your mansion will be in heaven. <laughs> Specifically children's church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad it stops after Children's Church because it was only downhill from there for me. I know, same. <laughs> uh, well, Just and a like way downhill. See, like, because <clears throat> for me, the biggest indication of how big my mansion in heaven will be okay. <laughs> is that I was um, I was given the honor of best girl camper my last year of kids camp. Wow, you know what? That will get you into heaven first. Yeah. So um, I w- I don't think I was on the Valentine's court that year. Mm. Um, you didn't you didn't sweep all the categories. You didn't get a triple crown. I feel like we didn't even do it anymore by okay. that point. Okay. Because I don't re- I remember some other girl winning the next year, but then I don't have any re- memory of it after that. Hmm. Did you ever win the queen? Were you ever the queen of the Valentine's court? I don't remember. I'm I'm sure there's a if there if I did there's a trophy somewhere in yeah. a closet in my parents' house. My mom has handed me all that stuff. She's like, <laughs> "Do whatever you want with it," but I'm not keeping it here anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lots of kids camp trophies, Bible mm-hmm. quiz. Well, I won Bible quiz that same year, so it's like actually nothing wow. to show me now. That is actually, that's the sweep, is Bible Quiz, Best Camper, Queen of Valentine's Court. <laughs> yeah, it that's is. the triple crown. 
Well, and if you were really into it, you would have won like a mission ed thing. Oh yeah, you, like, you yeah. Because I remember, I because I'm pretty sure I won Daisy Duchess one year. Yes. Oh my God, there was. Oh, why were we always pick? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, and I was prim princess one year. I know that too. Oh my gosh. Why? Why? Like. Actually, I don't know. My parents gave me like a couple of boxes of stuff from childhood last time they were up here, which I did not realize that would be a whole Pandora's box of emotions because there was, which my um, Precious Moments birthday train was in there. Oh, yeah. I was just telling somebody about those. Well, I've got one. So I think I I thought about selling it for a second, but yeah, right. Then I just kept it. I think Ashlyn was like, we might need that for our kids. Yeah, for your future child. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I did open up some boxes of memories. And I was like, mm, maybe I do need to go back to therapy. <laughs> Stuff that back in there. Okay. There's some, <laughs> some stuff in here. It's dusty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the explanation for those pictures. We apparently were constantly voting for who was the best at church. Yeah. And then that was replaced by um, fine arts of course which was not a competition at the ministry but also there were winners and literal judges <laughs> yeah like, you're sitting there <laughs> literally being judged but it's mm-hmm. not a competition mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. it was you either got an invitation to heaven so you're <laughs> with invitation <laughs> how come we never made that joke <laughs> no but that was good <laughs> So for if anybody doesn't know <laughs> what the hell we're talking about. You don't want to know. It's, you don't want to know. It was a, it's all kinds of different oh fine gosh. arts mediums. Mm-hmm. Female vocal solo, Spanish female vocal solo, mm-hmm. human video. Small ensemble, large Small. ensemble, vocal ensemble. Drama group. Small drama group, large drama group. Mime. <laughs> Hand bells. Handbell choir. Yes. What if there had been a handbell solo? That would have been lit. <laughs> it probably really would have. I wonder if they I wonder if they tried that out one year. I don't know. I feel like they probably have all kinds of like fancy stuff now where somebody oh, is like sure. thing on a thing of PVC pipe with <laughs> to like doom doom. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, anyway, so you you were in competition with everybody else. Don't forget sign language group. <laughs> so what ha- we'll, we'll take sign language group for this. <laughs> so mm-hmm. What happens is you compete in your whatever categories, and then there is a winner, and mm-hmm. the winner gets the award of merit mm-hmm. and then also if you were like pretty good you got superior with invitation where mm-hmm. you got to go compete at the national level mm-hmm. whoa i have one of our awards of merits in my belongings i love that <laughs> i believe tamia cooper came to my house one day 
and like just handed it to me and then like walked off here's your small trauma group i think it's i think it's somewhere when i finally when i finally get to get all my things out of storage and open up every box and peek inside i'm gonna find that trophy and i'm gonna post i'm gonna post it on the web page that please so if if you want a word of merit you got to perform in front of the whole group i mean it would be hundreds hundreds of people of youths Mm -hmm. (laughs) talent scouts uh specifically one year were you still there kat and Mm -hmm. and the guy that was like the mc of the thing said that now we were gonna I was there. Now now we were gonna hear from the sign language group. This was this and was I, at a, this was at a district because I remember it was smaller. Yeah. <clears throat> and I and my um wit so witty yelled screamed. <laughs> she she yelled. <laughs> we're gonna hear from the sign language group. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. the youth pastor at the time slapped their hand over my mouth Mm -hmm. i have a very i have a very vivid memory of that happening i do too and it was really one of my the highlights i mean that was the peak of your comedy career (laughs) thank you there was only there was only down to go from there so (laughs) i mean they did it to themselves you can't say stuff like that to kids to teens they're gonna giggle about it that are smarter than you Yikes! Uh, the legends. There's, there's the legends mm-hmm. in the uh, fine arts world. One of them might be listening right now. Which one? The... Oh yeah, <laughs> Kathy Ladd. Kathy, if you're listening, Catherine. Sorry, Catherine Hill. I'm sorry. I still call her Kathy. <clears throat> She'll always be Kathy in my heart. <laughs> Same. She was a legend. Like that group, that group of people was like, like how we talk about like the heydays of like yeah. SNL. That was yeah. like, that was like the big times. I agree, mm-hmm. and maybe it was because it was like our older siblings. I mean, also, yeah, probably. I have a very specific memory of <clears throat> your brother mm-hmm. and Kathy singing a duet. Mm-hmm. To in the presence of Jehovah. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> if y'all have the video, if y'all have the video of that, please send it our way. We'll also <laughs> post it on the podcast Facebook page. I hope those memories never die. I I have a feeling we'll be like full on dementia in our nursing homes and we'll still be having this conversation. Right. We'll be- <laughs> it's the only thing that's going to stick. We'll call up Valerie and be like, let's practice our small <laughs> drama group. I hope we're all in the same nursing home. We should be. That'd be my dream. So we can all just, we can all just practice together. We can all be stuck in like, <laughs> 2000 together yes they're like oh don't worry about those old biddies they're just going to practice their small drama group 
For what? Don't ask. Mm. Don't worry about it. Just keeps them busy. <laughs> keeps them occupied. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Those were, like, pretty fun trips. Those were, like, super fun times. Because Nationals is always, well, not always, but usually in, like, a different city somewhere far away. So you mm-hmm. get to travel. Yeah, you get to go on and... a bus or a plane. <clears throat> like, the Damons would, like, yell at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So everyone got to experience like the real, the real experience of my childhood for a week. So where he got the nickname Mean Dean. Mean Dean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they would hand you twenty dollars for dinner, <laughs> and you would you would get something like four. You would get something off the kids menu for like four dollars, <laughs> so that you could hoard all your money. <laughs> First of all, you would work all summer to earn money for it. Yes. Doing hard labor, <laughs> or that... making or making calls at the massage place. I never got that job. I think that was me and Valerie. One time, somebody I was, I don't even think in high school yet, maybe still in middle school, and somebody hired me to like move a pile of dirt from their <laughs> from their front yard to their back. I paid good money to see middle school you moving dirt. And I'm like, the hell? <laughs> You're like, I quit. Yeah. I think I did it for like an hour and I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Mom, can you come pick me up? I don't want to move dirt anymore. Oh, man. The worst job I ever had was like, I don't, I don't even remember the situation, but it was some sort of like abandoned home. And we had to, like, do the yard work. And we had this okay. lawnmower that just, like, would not move. And I was like, I'm not, this lawnmower doesn't work. I'm not, like, I'm, it was, like, pushing a wall. And I was like, <laughs> I can't. Like, this literally does not work. And they were like, well, you have to finish. And I was like, no. And then, like, the other person working was, like, struggling and pushing. And finally, like, after it was all done, they were like, Oh, the auto the auto drive button was off. And I, it's <laughs> middle of summer in Texas. I'm like right. soaking wet. We've been hard at yard work for hours, and I'm like, this is not worth the five dollars an hour you're paying me or whatever. Right. This is not worth a trip to Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One year we got to go to Orlando. That was fun. But I, I feel like I wasn't was on that one. Big- yeah, I don't yeah. remember why you weren't there. That was the year I took off fine arts because I. You were like, no thanks. I was because I was like, you know what? I'd rather not like experience terrifying anxiety from stage fright, so I'm just gonna sit this one out. Okay, <laughs> thanks. You, you weren't like me when I'm like, oh, everybody's gonna be looking at me. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so this is my good side. <laughs> Clear out the way. Got a call from my girlfriend. Oh, you mean my best friend? You mean my Uh, new best friend? Okay. Here's the thing, though. So, like, you and then... What? Are you about to break up with me for her? I would never do that. Are you about to tell me that she's not my best friend? That she told you to tell me... No, you guys are best friends. I'm not here to rant on your prank. 
Okay. Thank I'm you. just saying. So like you and then my friend Mandy are like my best friends. And yeah. Both of you guys are just like crazy about her. She's great. And I'm like, um, I'm still here. <laughs> First of all, cool your jets, okay? Be appreciative that we're not like because uh, uh. <laughs> you know that happens. I do know. In your head right now, you have you have three friends in your head right now automatically that you're like, oh, I can't stand you there with. <laughs> no names. Remember, I said it's a safe place. <laughs> it's just she's like new and shiny and we have to be enthralled. We'll like eventually get back to you. Okay, All calm right. down. I'll still be here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you. of course you will. Where are you going to go? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> that was manipulative. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it's i only say because i never want you to leave (laughs) because i love you so much i'd be so sad if you left me (laughs) i would cry okay then i can't go anywhere i would like i would like cry cry that's all this is also manipulative just the other end of it right (laughs) i know i see what you're doing i'm gonna go along with it but i do see what you're doing (laughs) <laughs> just know that i know <laughs> um no she's great we've had some like super fun chats on etsy yeah because she's just, like ordered she's a candle the, the etsy game oh my gosh she has like such good candles because really i if they and were... like one apparently smells like ikea according to the reviews <laughs> i wasn't kidding about that someone no, left in the reviews that one of the candles Smells like the downstairs, very specifically, the downstairs of Ikea. That's a, the girl that left that review <clears throat> is um, mm-hmm. someone that we met on on TikTok, and, um, okay. which is also how I met her, so. I love, I love this, this modern day new cute. Right? But mm-hmm. I thought, oh, she's cute. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. You I shot did that shot. that shot. And you made it swish. Because yeah. um, I'm charming. I don't know if y'all know that. You really are. Yeah. I don't know if our listeners know this. Julie's mm-hmm. charming. She'll charm your socks right off. That's right. If you're a good girl. You'll be left. You'll, yeah. <laughs> you'll be left in. You'll be left in barefoots before you even know it. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Just a warning. So this is a girl that we met on TikTok ordered candles from her and just uh-huh. really funny reviews. And that was one of the ones. I can't wait to... Is that accurate, though? Does the candle smell like the downstairs of Ikea or was she just Which, being funny? Um, scent? Juniper? Oh, yeah. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the one I ordered. Did you get it already? Not for me. Well, it's not for me. Oh, it's for a friend. Okay. Yeah. No, I like that one. That's one of my probably top five. Okay, good. Well, I need to know if it actually smells like Here's, Ikea. I haven't been in an Ikea in a really long time. You'd know it if okay. you smelled it. Can you still smell? Some people have lost their smell because of COVID. Well, I haven't had COVID. So, okay. yeah, I can still smell. I didn't know if you'd have COVID. I had... Some people don't know. Some people I, don't know. I um, got my first shot, though, last week. Congratulations. Thanks. 
That's exciting. I have my first shot tomorrow. <clears throat> yeah. Which one did you Moderna. get? Yes, we're Moderna oh sisters. God, I love it. Thanks, Dolly. So, right. so I have a couple more weeks yeah, the- before I get my second dose. Okay. Did you get yeah. it in Beaumont? I know somebody who had to go to Orange. Yeah, early to get there. Like right when they were first doing it. I mean, whoever was in charge of distribution is like maybe not the best in the world. And so I know people that were like... I feel like that's true for like 49 of 50 states. Like, how hard is this job? Like, aren't there people who like... I'm pretty sure that's what my sister-in-law's major is. Like, just figuring how to get like this stuff to here in in a timely fashion. Mm -hmm. And apparently no one Mm -hmm. can do that. Anyway, go ahead. A bunch of people were having to go to like Jasper or like places that don't have very many people. Mid County. They had to go to Mid County. No one knows where that is. No one, yeah. Um, they had an appointment in Mid County. They had no clue where it is. They got stuck there. That we'll never see them again. <laughs> Speaking of Mid County, you know what picture I stumbled what? upon the other day? Um, the one where we went and got crawfish after Valerie's wedding. Oh. When we went to that random little shack that yes. was selling crawfish. It was like yeah. a Vietnamese restaurant or something. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I remember that. It's good. We took yeah. a picture? We took a picture. Oh, there's a picture of my face with crawfish. Oh, okay, yes, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we snuck into that wedding. We sure did. We, we were like, okay, we're going to be there. There was, like, nobody invited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, tell me when. We'll be there. We'll be there. And we were there. We were. We showed up. We took a really cute picture mm-hmm. at the wedding. It was a really cute picture yeah. of the three of us. I mean, what picture of the three of us isn't cute? That's let's be true. honest. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. all three of us mm-hmm. have been friends for a very long time. Forever. Almost forever. Because Val moved back and we were in middle school. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's a good solid 20-something years at this point that we've all been yeah. friends. But like, but like we were, like I know my family was friends with Valerie's family like before yeah, they moved same. back because that's where my fourth birthday was that's at their right. house in Oklahoma. It was Alf themed, <laughs> so dope. <laughs> right? Like, can my next birthday be Alf themed? <laughs> <laughs> can we make that happen? Can it not be a COVID birthday? Mm-hmm. Would be another important question. I'm about to have my second COVID birthday. That is so sad. I saw a tweet the other day that was like, Aries really didn't deserve two COVID birthdays. I was like, thank you. <laughs> last year mm-hmm. I got, last year my birthday was terrible, but I was also going through a breakup. <clears throat> but Ugh. then um, also some of my friends gave me like a little parade, which was nice because I hadn't seen another mm. human being in like weeks at that point. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But then this year I'm going to go to the beach. Yeah. Yes. Put your dip your toe in that muddy I water. Really get in the water. I might dip my toe, um, but you know, okay. the chocolate milk water. I don't really get in. I actually don't know. First of all, I haven't been in an ocean in a really long time. Like, I don't think my body is currently built for an ocean. <laughs> you don't know what you're um, going to pick up out there. <laughs> well, I don't think I could handle the waves. I think I would get immediately knocked over and like drug out to sea. <laughs> 
I would be so mad at you if like all you've <laughs> overcome in your life and you because the ocean has tried to take that out before <laughs> multiple be times known. has the, the ocean <laughs> and it one one time in one particular time in particular where I thought my best friend was gonna die it's, it's okay we don't have to relive it Oh my gosh. But she was, yeah, she did have her jaw wired shut for summer. It's fine. It's fine. I wore a fanny pack with metal cutting scissors in it. Just in case. Just in case. You gotta be ready for an emergency, and a fanny pack is the perfect way to communicate that you're ready for an emergency. You know what? I've been wearing a fanny pack lately. You know what? Good for you. I've been asking my wife if I can wear one, and she won't oh. let me. Mm-mm-mm. And honestly, it feels, it feels a little bigoted. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I got, I got one um, because so I um, have been like losing weight, and so um, mm-hmm. a lot of times there's a friend of mine, and we'll go out to a place here called Cattail Marsh, and okay. um, go, and they have a whole bunch of walking trails, and so we'll go walk and like chat and stuff, <clears throat> get a little, get a little mm-hmm. exercise in, but also there's. You can see gators out there because it's like their natural oh, habitat. Gators. Last time I, we had gone several times, never seen one, and last okay. time we saw two, and they were like right mm. there, like right off the trail. Oh it was really gosh. cool. Do not get eaten on the trail. Yeah, we were very like quiet. Well, the thing about gators though is like as long as okay, what's the thing? What's the thing as about long gators? As you don't like mess with them. They don't really care. Okay, that's unless good to know. they're I guess unless they're like real hungry or something, but. Yeah, it's not because mm-hmm. crocodiles are mean. Oh, okay. Is that how yeah, it goes? But gators are just like they don't care. That feels a little racist. It's not racist. It's specious. <laughs> For sure, it's not racist. <laughs> um, I've read books about race, so I'm not racist. Thanks. <laughs> I have a. I have a black friend. Uh, Stop it. <laughs> anyway, um, so when we go out walking, like it's handy to have a fanny pack because I'm not trying to like carry my keys and phone and all that crap, right? And yeah. I'm finally at the point where like a fanny pack fits her on me, which that's yeah. great. I know it sounds silly, like okay, whatever, but. Mm-mm, not silly. Exciting. That's an accomplishment because I know you've been working yeah, really hard. Thanks. So you Good know job. I've been supporting that fanny pack everywhere I go now. Oh yeah, just showing that baby but, off. Oh, did you see this waist? Yeah, a fanny pack can fit around it. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Get it, girl. So I'm pro fanny pack. Is all I'm saying. Okay, yeah, I th- I'm, I'm, yeah, same, same these. You could wear one when she's not around. I know, but we've like we've all we've been together, like, all the time now for like a year and a year and what a few if months. She's asleep, you could wear it when she's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta buy. I gotta go buy one. Though. I got a cool one from. I bet they're. I bet they got them at Target. Probably. And they got everything there. I'll order it. I'll order. I'll order it on Target and do a pickup, 
and then she'll never know. I'm gonna look at Target mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> I love Target. We have a Target like less than a mile from our home. Mm, that's bad news. And um, it's yeah, it's so great. Oh, they though. got a couple cute ones. Oh, nice. I think I have twenty twenty dollars to Target. Ooh, I also got a $25 gift card from work for being so awesome. Nice. I know. I don't even know what I did, but they were just like, thanks for all your hard work. And I was like, cool. Thanks. Oh my God, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for the gift card. And And then somehow Ashlyn was like, I'm going to hold on to this for us to use. And it went in her wallet. (laughs) I don't know how that happened. It's also her hard. My hard work is her hard work. True. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you should yeah. steal that back. Yeah. Well, we're going to the next this weekend because we're going to be up at base, so I can get my shot. Nice. Um. So we're going to go up to the next, which is like the navy, the navy shopping, the navy target. The navy. It's the navy target. Yeah. It's just target without um. The taxes. Nice. So, um, so we're going to, you know, we're going to do target things at Navy Target. <laughs> well, then, well, maybe you'll find a fanny back there. Oh, oh but then she'll be there. So you can't get it. I can just like, if we get enough things, I can just like sneak in it. All right. Good luck. It's a, <laughs> she's pretty sharp. So <laughs> there's not a lot that you get past <laughs> my wife. Let me tell you what. She's been trying, but cat, it don't work. No, it doesn't. She's too sharp. It's because she's young and spry. <laughs> she is young. You you robbed the cradle. I really did. She almost has a 1990s birthday. Wow. She's 25 days from a 90s birthday. Well, that would be weird. I've told her repeatedly, had her birthday been 1990, this wouldn't mm-hmm. be happening. I couldn't have, I couldn't you have done it. you got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. my And the line is January 1st, 1990. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I normally date people the same age as me. Well, good mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> How old is your girlfriend? The same age as me. <laughs> okay. I'm a couple months older than her. Ooh. Right. When's her birthday? July. July what? Fourth? <laughs> no. July 10th, <laughs> I think. All right. Well, now I know. I'm going to send her a card. She's a cancer. Ooh. You know, I don't know what that means. Is that good? What? Are you all compatible signs? Have you looked at her chart? Yeah. Um, I probably have. <clears throat> I don't remember. But we seem to be compatible so far. There you go. Perfect. You know, it's going real good. (laughs) Long giddy. Um Oh, I do want to circle back to our conversation about Mr. Ballard. Oh, okay. Um, he invited uh, he invited me to be friends on yeah. Facebook, and I agreed. Love that. And now the algorithms were like, 
you need to see everything that he's posting. <laughs> Which is not bad because sometimes it'll be like, you need to see everything this person's posting. And it's like, the vote was stolen. But this is the opposite. Yeah. These, these are good things. <laughs> he posts stuff that uses his brain. Yes. Not stuff that's just developed out of the ether with zero evidence to back it up. Um, so that's a good thing. Yeah, he shows up on mine too. Mm-hmm. But we also had exchanged a few messages. Remember, because oh. he messaged me on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We- we're yeah. Saying that he hated us. <laughs> yeah. Was, well, this is a sp- this is a space for healing. Yes, it really is. I love that. Yeah. We're we're healing we're healing relationships with this podcast. It's about time, you know. It's really it's really beautiful. <laughs> I mean, for all like the terrible things that Facebook is, like there are a handful of people from Cathedral who I've like reconnected with or who like quietly give support like they'll like my little posts and it's like i see you we're good i love that so i mean for every one of those there's like 10 terrible ones but i'll hold on to just the good ones (laughs) well i think there's a lot of us that shared really similar experiences especially like after we left right after we grew up and Mm -hmm. went off to school or whatever and Mm -hmm. and so now but like nobody ever really talked about it so now we Mm -hmm. can talk about it now we talk about about it it. which which perfectly hits on what we're gonna talk about today yes it does but hey can i share my news first before we jump into that oh absolutely wait do you have any news first um i don't i don't believe i have any news i have two pieces of news okay tell tell us all your news first of all I decided I was going to take a men's admission test. (laughs) Okay, I actually, I think the two things you're about to tell us, I have written down for us to touch on. So I'm glad that you're saying these things. (laughs) And so I'm like, that'll be kind of funny. I'm just curious Mm -hmm. if I could do it. So I went, yeah, I've thought about it. Is that, that's like the, that's like the genius test? Yeah. So Mensa is a organization for people with IQs in the top 2%. So where does that put you? What number what number does that put you at? Either the 98th or 99th percentile of intelligence quotient. I know, but like what number, like what's your IQ? Oh, number? well the test doesn't tell you that, but typically it would be at least a 132. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Um but like different tests have different numbering, I think. I'm going to go take one now. I'm going to go take one after this. I love it. Yeah, so I took it and I'm thinking like whatever this is just really for fun because i like puzzles and stuff and do you have to pay to take yeah. it for the for the um actual like admission test yeah because i had to go for like your certificate yeah um i'll get like a membership card um because you i had to go to a testing center to do it what yeah, it's like a legit did you have to go to I lamar did. I was just kidding because that's where I had to take my GRE. Yeah, I had, yeah, um, because you probably took your Mensa test in the same place I took my GRE. Uh, probably so. Were you at computer Where'd number you take three? Your LSAT? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I, I took the LSAT in, in Chattanooga, but that wasn't on the computer. Oh, we had yeah. to actually like write that. 
I know. Old school. I don't remember what computer I was on. I would hope at this point the computers have been updated, but there's no I don't no know, because the front, like, plate of the desktop I was on was, like, coming off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that could have that could have been there in 2009. Yeah, so. um, yeah but I passed. <clears throat> I passed the <laughs> Well, it's incredible. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Thanks. Mensa, the high IQ society. Yeah. That's that's incredible. How much does it cost to get into Mensa? Um, The year membership was like $75. (laughs) So you know I had to do it at least for one year just to say I've done it. Of course. Of course you did. I'm going to do these Mensa challenges. This is wonderful. I'm so proud of you. It's really just like about... You really need to put that in your... um, in your like bio resume yeah, yeah. i should <laughs> minson but here's the thing it's really <laughs> just about like oh if you thought i was pretentious before <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> is there like men's is there like merchandise you can buy absolutely oh yes have you bought no, some yeah <laughs> i oh, say I'm not definitely yet because i'm not not yet the the shopping cart's about to be full <laughs> Hope it's hope it's your payday as well. <laughs> um, Today's my payday. No, I don't get paid till the end of the month. Do you get paid monthly? Yeah, I get paid twice. I get paid in the middle, middle of the middle of the month, and end yeah. of the month. Uh-oh, my headphones okay. just did a do 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 thing. <gasps> oh no! Do you have backups? No, but probably I can just wait a few minutes at the end of this segment and then let them charge a little bit and then do the next one. Okay. Sorry, everybody that had to hear that part. (laughs) You know what? This is just this is just the dirty underbelly of being on a podcast, (laughs) y'all. Gotta show you. Um, the other piece of my news Mm -hmm. is that I am taking a new position. I'm going to be a prosecutor in the DA's office. Mm. Yay! Gary. <laughs> <laughs> We're very proud hey, of you. I'm really excited, actually. I think it's going to be a good. It'll be a good move, and plus the benefits are like banging. Oh, that's yeah. awesome! Is that like with this? Is that with the state? It's with or is the, that national? It's with the county. Oh, okay, I was way off. But um, yeah, because it's a <laughs> county elected position. The, the actual DA. I mean, I'm not that person. <laughs> I'm just going to be an assistant. You got elected. You got elected. Julie's news is she got elected to be the DA. <laughs> I think it's actually just been a slew of old, older white men for the years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know anything. And I would, I mean, good money would say that's who it's yeah. been. Because I was looking at the different pictures, you know, because when you go to the office, they have like the pictures of all the former ones on the wall. All the white, all the white men across yep. the wall. So it's Jefferson County. Yeah. Okay. I'll be prosecuting misdemeanors. For now. That's exciting. Yeah. That sounds so fancy. I know. You're so fancy. I, I can't that. wait to get your new card because, you know, I keep all your cards. You do? I do. They're in my wallet. I love that. Every card you've given me from like every job for the last few jobs, I keep it in my wallet. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, oh, what was her phone number when she was at 
A and M. I gotta I gotta know. I gotta know. They contacted me today because apparently I get a shirt with the county logo on it. Oh yes. So I chose the long sleeve button down. Oh, classic. Mm-hmm. Was the other option a polo? There was a polo and then there was a short sleeve button down, which I was like, no. Ew, no, you're not a serial killer. You're prosecuting serial killers. Yes. So um yeah, the other one was a polo and also but it was like a they're like ladies fit. Oh you know? god. Which is I hate ladies fit. Not really like I don't really like things to be like fitted. Mm-mm. It's not for everybody. So are you civil or cri- you're criminal? Because be mis- mm-hmm. misdemeanors are criminal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it'll be a lot of like misdemeanors. It's a lot of like DWIs. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe some like domestic, like family violence type stuff or mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, it's is is Bob Wortham your boss? Yeah. Yeah, his name's on the webpage. Yeah, and so I actually clerked. He used to be a judge, a district judge. And I mm-hmm. clerked for him my two all summer. Oh, yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. So That's when I lived in your apartment. Yes, that is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I, I was just kind of, like, curious if they had anything open over there, and I have his phone number in my phone still. <laughs> so I called him. Nice. And he, I'm pretty sure he didn't know who I was at first, but then he, like, put it all together. Your name's going to be on this webpage. Is it? It's going to be. Oh, that's cool. In, are you in the trial section? Trial division attorneys have the responsibility to prosecute felony and misdemeanor cases. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is the page you're going to be on. With Pat Nalf. Cannot. And... <laughs> but it doesn't look like that, I know. He's a... Ashley Malfino. Mm-hmm. I met all these people. Oh, she's... Yeah. Mike, Chris, Raymond. Raymond was in there too. There was like, uh, so I thought when I went to interview, it was just going to be Bob Wortham and then the office manager. That's how they made it sound. And I walked in and there were four mm-hmm. more attorneys. In there. Oh, I've gone to interviews like that. And I'm like, no, the craziest one was I interviewed for like a teaching assistant at Westbrook. And there was the full slew of principals there. <laughs> for a teaching I was like, assistant. this isn't even, I was like, this isn't even a real teaching job. Why are y'all here? Is it because you want to put the pressure on me because I was such a shit when I went to school here? Okay, I get it. <laughs> they shouldn't be allowed to do that sneak attack in interviews. I that's know. Sh- I, feel, I feel like that's a test. But you know what? You, know what? you, you passed it. I did pass it. They liked me. Because you're, you're, you're a GD professional. I thought you were going to say I'm a genius, which is also true. Also true, <laughs> as, as evidenced by the test. <laughs> I will be just bringing that up forever. I'm excited. I'm excited for this journey for you. Thank you. I'm really excited too. I think it's good because the thing is I'll get a lot of trial experience, which I haven't been able to get um, Mm -hmm. Mm because I do a lot of transactional work now and the firm I'm at just Mm -hmm. doesn't do a ton of litigation besides the fact that nobody's really done a lot of litigation over the past year because the courts have been like pretty shut down. (laughs) Right. Right. But I'll go and and it, I'll be in court like every day for this job. Wow, yeah. that's gonna be a big change. I know, but I'm excited for it. I You're gonna need a briefcase. I know. Well, I have my leather like satchel. Yeah. And then I still use the um, portfolio 
the leather portfolio that you gave me. Just beautiful. I really do. I use it every day. Oh, I love that so much. I got. Did I tell you I got a matching one? I don't think so. I got me a matching one for work, and I use mine every day. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so we have matching. We have matching portfolios. I love that. No big deal. It's like states away, but we're still like connected by the portfolio. Mm-hmm. We're still right next to each other with our portfolios. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to go um, charge your iPods for a little bit? Yes, I do. And then, and then we can, and then we can record the second part. Sounds good. Okay. Cool. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Talk to you soon. <laughs> okay, bye. Welcome back. We're back. Yeah, boy, we're back. <laughs> what? And that's how a genius makes up a song on the fly. Yep. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. <laughs> well, um, Kat, what are we? What are we talking about today? <gasps> You're gonna love it. I am. We're... This is the oh, first... you guys are too. <laughs> this is the first time Julie's hearing about what we're talking about. <laughs> Everybody's it's the first time for everybody except for me and Kona. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Julie knows what we're talking about, guys. Oh. Like, why would this is an improv class? Come on. <laughs> um, we're talking about. Theological deconstruction. Yes. Yes. Love it. Julie. Julie, do you know what this is? Sort of. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So I'm trying to remember where I heard this term a while back. Um, I heard it from you. You heard it from me. Um, heard it from a friend yeah. too. Heard it from a friend too. Remember that song? <laughs> um, no. I'm gonna send it to you later. Okay. What are you clicking? <laughs> Nothing. Are you playing Snake? <laughs> no, I'm playing, are you playing Minesweeper. <laughs> I'm playing Tri Peaks. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Y'all, my kingdom for all those original window games. Like, I'd love to play that ski game. Oh, yeah, where the Yeti would mm-hmm. come in. That was on my Uncle Ferdy's computer. And that was like one of the highlights for me. Yeah, that was a good um, one. Okay, so. I was trying to remember, like, where this term had popped up. And then um, I was talking to a colleague who the term also popped up. Mm. And I was like, okay, this is a a thing we're doing. Um, And so basically this is just... And like once I looked into it, I was like, why why is everybody talking about deconstruction? What is this? What is this? A challenge on Top Chef? (laughs) <laughs> thank you because but also sign me up for that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um a deconstructed pizza yeah mm-hmm. it's just like a pepperoni and a piece of bread <laughs> and marinara for dipping yeah <laughs> okay so 
I was like, what is going on? And basically, like, the short version of it is, like, people are analyzing what they actually believe. Like, that's it. We just had to have a fancy name for it because that's what we do. (laughs) Something catchy. Mm -hmm. Um, Asking questions. How do we say that in a fancier way? Yeah. So, yeah. So, really, it is just, like, and where I've mostly seen it is, like, the white evangelicals which also Mm -hmm. could just be like the algorithms because you know that's what's that's what's closest to me um but yeah basically it's just like and it kind of seems like it's popped up within like the last year so like actually calling it like this deconstruction deconstruction like there's podcasts and like books and stuff i mean people have been talking about like yeah analyzing what they believe in for millennia but you know this like new terminology is like a new thing um Mm -hmm. but yeah basically it's just like looking at what you believe kind of wrestling with it (laughs) (laughs) my book's gonna be titled wrestling with what you believe (laughs) a d a d construction manual by katherine damon young so <laughs> I love it. Very catchy. Um and but it kind of is like from what I understand, like maybe a little more than that, not just like examining like what you believe and why you believe it and what you've been taught, but also like your experience in the church, which I know mm-hmm. is like a bigger thing that people have, you know, that's been hot lately of like talking about your experience growing up in church and like abuse and gaslighting and like what the church actually does like for like human rights and the whole examination of like sexuality like looking at all the things not just like you know how much do I believe the bible yeah so it's pretty I mean when I was teaching um critical cognition obviously i know it sounds really fancy 10 points to them for coming up with a really fancy name um but basically it was just like a class to teach like different theories about like thinking and how we how we like explore ideas and stuff and Mm. so there's been like different theories about thinking forever um like the different levels of thinking you know the the basic like knowledge of of a topic and then like actually like examining it and then like after you examine something it's kind of like taking everything apart like looking at all the pieces and then like how do you put it back together for yourself yeah and when I was teaching that I had like I guess this was like my deconstruction experience um deconstructing (laughs) before it was cool um yeah but just I was like, wow, this is like, this feels like my experience growing up in church where it wasn't okay to ask like deep questions. It was just Mm -hmm. like, here is like what we believe. Okay. Like you use it and like you believe this and like we're done. No questions. No Q&A. And... So, yeah, so as I was learning about these different 
like levels of thought, I was like, yeah, I really, you know, got to the point where I wanted to really examine what I believed and what I was taught, but there wasn't like any space for that. So I kind of just like tried to figure it out on my own. And then, you know, obviously got to the other side of putting everything back together where I developed like what I would consider like my, you know, current beliefs. And I think, um, you know, again, it got me thinking that if you don't get through all these levels of your faith, like of how you think about what you believe and examining what you believe, like how deep is your faith? How secure is your faith? And I felt like so many people just in our experience were like, so in that like basic space of like, this is what I believe. We're not going to like talk about it. This is just what we believe. And it's not like mature thinking. It's just like very basic, basic thinking. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So it seems like it's, it's, you know, kind of like a little movement now that, people are really wanting to dig into what they believe and why they believe it and how that fits in with like their own personal belief system. And um, Mm -hmm. somebody said uh, like their own experience was looking a lot at like the prosperity culture of it all and how like the world of politics is definitely become like increasingly more important in the church mm-hmm. and so that's been a part that they've been examining for their self um of how they sit with like this is what i believe but also like some of this stuff doesn't sit well with me and so there's also a fear there because you're not going to end up at the same there's no well you're not going to end up at the same point on the other side anyway but there's no right. like there's no um, guarantee that you will have any sort of faith that looks like what you did at the beginning. And so I think a lot of people um, have also written about like the fear of examining what they believe, because what if I look at everything I believe and look at my church and how they're functioning in the world? And at the end of my journey, none of this sits right with me. And then I lose my whole community and like everything that's been important to me for the last x years yeah yeah i i understand that (laughs) (laughs) that was my experience Hmm? that was my experience of examining it and then being very different at the end Mm -hmm. yes for sure Uh, well i think both of us probably had Mm -hmm. experience um you know i i've um not used the term reconstruction or deconstructing christianity or whatever the Mm -hmm. term is but um there's a comedian named pete holmes Mm -hmm. familiar with with. and he's he's talked about this uh for a long time and the way that he always couched it was um that he looked at his faith because uh, he grew up in a very, I think, conservative Christian home, looked at his faith like a room, mm-hmm. and all of the furniture and decorations in the room 
were things that he was taught to believe. Mm -hmm. And as he got older, he basically took everything out of the room and then remodeled it and replaced it with things that he actually believed. Mm -hmm. Um, And so some of those things might be the old piece of furniture replaced in the room. And some of it might be totally new. And then some of it might be like refurbished or like reupholstered versions. And, and now it's like, okay, now this makes sense to me. That's how I, I've thought about it. When, when I heard that analogy, I was like, okay, I can relate Mm -hmm. to that. Um, That makes sense to me because that's what I had to do. I realized that the things I had been taught to believe, not everything, but a lot of things didn't, didn't work Mm -hmm. (laughs) for me right so it took a few years but I I feel like I've I've gotten to the other side Mm -hmm. and one thing too was just in general like letting go of a lot of um theological I guess like ideas or arguments or whatever um that I would be like, oh, these things don't reconcile my experience and this doesn't reconcile and realizing that doesn't do me any good to continue to hold on to those Mm -hmm. things. And so maybe I don't need to look at everything through that lens of how does this stack up theologically. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I found some freedom in that. Yeah. 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 Um, I think the other, I think the other, the thing that, like, when I first heard about it, kind of, like, set off a little red flag was, um, like, seeing a lesson about it from a church, and Mm. still kind of, like, juggling in my mind with how the church can be a part of this process, because to me, okay. they can't, I feel like they can't be leading the process because, I mean, unless they're like ready for the, for the fallout, because yeah. I think if you really give a space for people to examine what they believe and explore that at the end, like I said, like things are going to be different and not everyone will stay engaged or want to be a part of the church. And then also Mm -hmm. like a lot of the experience of like what people are examining is like abuses in the church and like from the entire system of the church. And like, that's what I've thought about a lot because I've had people like suggest like, Oh, you should go to this church because it's like really progressive, like gay friendly. And I've never, I've never followed up with that. And I've never, like, I haven't darkened the door of a church in many years because to me, it's just, and you know, I, it's, this is just me. Other people are going to disagree, but like the whole system of like organized Christianity to me is not built in a way that I'm comfortable with. Mm -hmm. so you know for all the you know methodist church with rainbow flags and all that i'm still like 
I don't know this whole this whole system doesn't doesn't sit well with me but um you know that's part of that's part of the journey like maybe yeah. you know I'll examine things again another time maybe I'll have kids and suddenly become one of those people who teaches Sunday school you know those people <laughs> we went to like high school with who were like the biggest messes and then they had kids and they are like suddenly like, pictures with their kids before church every Sunday that always makes mm-hmm. me giggle um but <laughs> yeah so like is it possible for like the source of the you know not that's necessarily abuse but like the source of conflict can they be can they lead the movement and can they or can they even be like a part of the process I think it's such a um, personal thing mm-hmm. that that maybe some people are still comfortable with that, and I and I think it's okay to create that space for those people that it might mm-hmm. work for. Because you know, on that journey, there are going to be people that are ready to look at some stuff and not ready to look at other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so maybe they need that sort of like baby step mm-hmm. to to kind of begin to look at those things. And, and what happens from there, who knows? And maybe those churches that are trying to create those spaces are ready to understand that maybe this isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. But um, in, in my mind, maybe not everybody's ready to clear out the entire room just yet yeah that's a good point so Mm -hmm. to speak so you know because I I do think that there's probably something and and it might be different for different people but something that kind of sets off that journey and I, I can think for me you know I look back at college when I was still working in ministries and there were things that I was questioning and my my comment was always well like if this is real then why can't I question Mm -hmm. it yeah you know like what's the fear there then and um sorry for me one of the big questions initially was the question of hell Mm -hmm. because if I'm really looking if I'm even still saying that the Bible is infallible and inerrant, then even still the message of hell that is taught in a lot of evangelical churches is not biblical. Yeah. And, and I really started to wrestle. Sorry. <laughs> I think you're using the proper terminology. Yeah. It's imperative to the movement. Um, <laughs> That was kind of that first, like, you know, string that I started to pull out of this elaborate garment or, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. And and it started to unravel yeah. a little bit. And But, yeah, I, I, I don't think, though, at that time I was ready to look at all yeah. of it. No, sure. and that makes me think, like, I for some people, this might be such like a drastic change, which maybe is where that part of that fear comes in because growing up in an environment where there's no questioning allowed, 
if mm-hmm. like maybe if the churches create an environment where like some questions are allowed like it might not feel so drastic to then jump into yeah. like a real yeah. like mature analysis of your beliefs mm-hmm. yeah i think because if if you want to like as a church create um or cultivate believers that are mature christians then at some point i mean you have to have some sort of teaching and understanding that you you can't fully understand all those things in a 30 minute sermon Mm -hmm. once a week there's no way because there's so much to Mm -hmm. it um and yeah if if you want to have somebody that goes beyond the very basics in as a you know as the congregants of your church you kind of have to create that in some respect mm-hmm. I, I don't know <laughs> what do i know i'm just a small town lawyer <laughs> hot, hot shot da <laughs> y'all she's gone from a small country lawyer to a hot shot da it's the name of your book i i wonder too if like i mean we grew up in the age of like i mean again we none of this is new like it's all kind of like repackaged and like wiggled around but like we grew up in the age of like faith healing and like the prayer of Jabez and yes. like uh huh about that um mm-hmm. but yeah a lot of like that that somebody said the the health wealth and prosperity culture um yeah but yeah like we we grew up in that and I, and I imagine that's still part of a lot of the culture and then I wonder if like this is like the, a new movement now because of the church's involvement with Trump and the Republican Party mm-hmm. I, I think so because you, you're dealing with well, at least in my experience, and yeah, I had already kind of, I had already started this journey mm-hmm. well on my way, but dealing with looking at people that I um, grew up respecting mm-hmm. and, um, you know, was submitted to their authority, I guess, in some respects, right? And And only to find out that their viewpoints were so politically motivated um, in that the things that I was taught were important, like the abortion issue or like mm-hmm. gay marriage. You, you mean the two worst things? The two worst things in the <laughs> entire world. The two leading causes of natural that... disasters. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's funny because it's true. Um, 
are are literally things that Jesus never even mm-hmm. spoke about. I think that was my okay. well, along with realizing I was a big gay gay, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> was realize which goes along with realizing so many things that we were taught that just and we're supposed to, you know it's the, everything's coming from the Bible, but what we were actually taught was not from the Bible. Like right. the sex before marriage, no sex before marriage isn't there. Like being gay is a sin is there if you twist the words just right. Um yeah. abortion isn't there. In fact, God murdered quite a few babies himself. Mm-hmm. Or allowed it to happen. Um, but yeah, just like so much of like the founding principles, the whole, yeah, the whole prosperity gospel, the maybe not like overtly said, but believed that like, you know, more money equals you're a better person. Just all these mm-hmm. things that we were taught that like just were not connected to the Bible in any way. Right. It's um, a really sad awakening mm-hmm. to have. Sort of. Because <laughs> it's so disappointing. Yeah. It's so disappointing. Yeah. And like you said, like seeing people who were like in charge of us as children and then like what they believe now. And it's like, this is actually nuts. That, like, you were teaching, like, Sunday school to my little undeveloped brain. And now you're spewing just, like, the worst that society has to offer. Yeah. Yeah, it's... The the last several years have been quite Mm -hmm. enlightening in in that way. And, and like I said, very Mm -hmm. disappointing. Because it, it's like in a lot of ways, and this isn't just about the politics thing, but it's about a, a lot of things when it deals with, with Christianity is I'm supposed to sit here and tell you or and believe that my experience and what's going on around me isn't relevant to what I'm supposed mm-hmm. to believe. Right, so... The fact that I am really gay. Really, really gay. Folks, she's gay, she's gay. Gay, gay. <laughs> gay, gay. Um, I'm supposed to sit there and just, like, ignore that and not give it any, um, I don't know, foothold, mm-hmm. I guess, in my life and continue to believe all these other things and just punish myself Mm -hmm. basically um for the rest of my life because of what the church Mm -hmm. taught me and it's like at some point people get tired Mm -hmm. of that like i just got tired yeah i got tired of of lying to people that i loved i got tired of asking god to fix me and him not Mm -hmm. fixing me you know, I got, I just got tired. I was exhausted. Yeah. And, um, 
and I'm supposed to be able, you know, I started coming out when I was like 25. So I was a little late to the party. Don't even. worry. I was a little and bit later. <laughs> you were. Um, but like, I was supposed to do that for another mm-hmm. 60 years. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and so if you keep telling people that their experience doesn't matter, it's only what this book says. Mm-hmm. Not even what that book says. What, like a- what? What they're just passing around. Yeah. What we yeah. say the book says. Yeah. And then, like, of it's of course, of course, people are going to come to that point. Yeah. You know, of of some like divergence from that because it's exhausting mm-hmm. trying to make sense of that that cognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Somebody, I don't know. There was one post where. I don't know, some Instagram had the nerve to post something gay. And so there was a whole bunch of angry comments and somebody was like, being gay isn't natural or normal. And I was like, actually, it is natural and normal. It's, it's totally natural. It's, it's, there's animals, there's humans, we're all doing it. Yeah. And it's normal just because, yeah. what the fuck's normal? And this person has, like, yeah. for two days tried to convince me I need to, like, read the Bible, find out what it says, talk to God. And I'm like, honey, 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 <laughs> you're about. Yeah. Oh, my God. I never about thought about that. 20 years so too late. <laughs> they were like, no, I'm not trying to get you yeah. saved. I'm not trying to get you to hate yourself because you're gay. I didn't even know you were gay. And I was like, no, your whole your whole message that you're sending right now is that I need to read the Bible to understand how being gay is wrong. And I'm telling you until God comes to my door and she knocks on it and says (laughs) that being gay is wrong. Like I'm not, I'm not going to believe that because my lived experience, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, like growing up in the church was basically like gaslighting, people's own lived experience to have to accept what was being taught i was like i'm not i'm not going to take some poor translation of a poor translation written by some dudes to tell me that my lived experience of being very attracted to women is some sort of like screwed up thing And I always go back to as well, okay, you want this book that you're referencing, the poor translation of a poor translation was written when? And what understanding of science and psychology and how the world works did they have back then? Mm -hmm. Because they they didn't. Yeah. (laughs) You know? I mean, um, they thought, I don't know, but it's like, okay, I mean, be realistic, yo. Like, well, it's like, it's like, it's like saying we can't change anything in government because it's not what the founding fathers believed. You know how much I care about what the founding fathers believed at this point? I don't. Because they didn't think I should own things or vote. They thought people yeah. should. They yeah. thought people should be enslaved. Like, I don't care. 
what they thought because yeah. I'm living now. Things are slightly different. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think there's like layers to this like analysis because you're analyzing like what's being taught in my church. And then even past mm-hmm. that is like, what is this book that they're taking things from? But also like, what happens if I just look at this book? Because it's yeah possibly totally yeah. different than what you're being taught. And so there's like so many different pieces of analysis and yeah it can be it can be a lot yeah and there's there's just I mean it feels like we keep bringing things up that are different reasons to be turned off by and and to deconstruct your Mm -hmm. spirituality right I mean we could go on and on about that because it's like everybody's personal experience is different and there's going to be something at some point that is just doesn't make Mm -hmm. sense (laughs) and so you just everybody at some point and I say everybody maybe that's not even true because I, I have sat there and watched people that have seemingly just very nice little lives that never have to question mm-hmm. anything and part of me has always been like a little mm-hmm. bit jealous of that to just be like oh I wish it was that simple for me but yeah. it's not I don't know why I don't know why I'm a genius <laughs> I don't know. Like you're, like you're a fucking genius <laughs> um, well that's part of it like the reconstruction is the part of it too like and I think, yeah, you know, we're both talking about the reconstruction part that lands you outside of or away from the church. And mm. I mean, I'm sure yeah. there are plenty of people. I don't I don't know the statistics, um, but there are people who, <laughs> you know, deconstruct their beliefs, reconstruct and still stay in the church. Like I know a lot of very smart analytical people who are still involved in the church and but it's just part of the process and so yeah we talk about the reconstruction that lands you away from it because that's just our own experience but it doesn't necessarily mean you end up outside of the church right well and I think even even for for me I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm never gonna Mm -hmm. go to church again because I do still believe in a power mm-hmm. greater than myself i do you know yeah. there's a lot of things i believe um and my spirituality is still very important to me but am i going to go back to a place that tells me we're so glad you're here and i'll change mm-hmm. no, am i going to go do that because my experience tells me i can't change <laughs> i tried it's gonna happen and it didn't work um and so, you know, finding one of those, and I, and I hate to say, like, you know, a church that is definitely more liberal, so like maybe an mm-hmm. Episcopalian church or something. I've heard the Lutherans are good. Um, Lutheran, any of those, like, kind of high church, um, closer to Catholicism um, denominations, they tend to be more social 
justice oriented mm-hmm. and care more about that sort of thing as opposed to like being mad at the gays right so um <laughs> but also like the church is sort of this i mean it's a whole social part of our communities and you know if i want to do certain things in the community that i want to do it's probably best that i'm a member mm-hmm. of a church somewhere for the simple fact that it's a good way to yeah network it really is a great networking opportunity <laughs> seriously <laughs> so it's like okay um i'll i'll accept certain things that maybe like i don't necessarily need to believe everything that that the church doctrine says for me to go to church somewhere um i think i'm dealing with that right now of like okay how um how okay with it Mm -hmm. am i gonna be sort of that's gonna be an interesting journey because again too like once you have kids like it really is a very efficient way to teach you always say that to be good yeah and you're so right it is like what's the easiest way to teach my kids some ethics put them mm-hmm. put them in Sunday school <laughs> yep yep yeah I think I mean I think that's one of the scarier parts of this is like you know if I examine my beliefs and I can't feel comfortable where I am and I end up like not being able to like engage in this support system and like social structure that I have like I think that's really scary but I like sometimes I even miss that part of like that community part of church I mean obviously yeah I haven't missed it enough to like re-engage but but I do like I like it is such a it's a quick and dirty way to teach your kid ethics it's a quick and dirty way to like have a support system and yeah mm-hmm. like it's it's good for that part and you know that's like one of that's one of the big needs of humans like we need community and we need support yeah yeah for social beings and also being around like like-minded yeah individuals or people that are like seeking similar things i think um it should be a place of comfort not a place of fear what a concept (laughs) (laughs) yeah i um i'm grateful for the ability to like go on Mm -hmm. this journey because I think for a long time I wasn't willing Mm -hmm. to look at those things and I I don't know what opened that door for me but man I'm grateful that I took it because I get to be um happy and whole today instead of constantly feeling like I Mm -hmm. will never be enough um or constantly feeling like who I Mm -hmm. am is wrong. Would you say you started that, or you like started digging into that 
around the same time that you like started accepting your sexuality? I think I was at the very beginning mm-hmm. of that journey. Um, probably not ready to really be okay with it, but but um, accepting that okay, this really isn't going mm-hmm. away. Maybe ain't ain't gonna shake it. Um, ain't gonna shake it. Which you know, okay, so mm-hmm. I was an undergrad at that time, and you know, I don't know if you've heard anything about what's currently been going on. Ooh, what's what's online. happening? So there's so I went to a um, I went to college at Lee University, which is a Church of God university in Cleveland, Tennessee, and they're extremely conservative, and so they. They have chapel like once or twice mm-hmm. a week or something. I don't remember. And they had a pastor come. They have, you know, guests come in and speak. And this guy, I don't even remember what his name is now. I'd have to look it up. Basically preached a sermon that was, um, hey, like, let's be nice oh, God. to people. <laughs> Not even like, because he's, if you look at, and, and I could pull it up and put it on the website or whatever, but apparently he's he's not like pro lgbt or anything like that i mean his message really was like let's just be nice to them (laughs) that's still that's still a bold ass statement yeah so the school had to come out and say no you know like basically cement and double down anti-lgbt status and so now there's, so I've been um, on Facebook, I'm part of um, at least one group, maybe a couple groups that are for people that have come out since mm-hmm. their time at least. There are multiple groups about people coming out after Lee? Goodness. Yes. Um, and and um, sharing their experiences and, and the mm-hmm. kind of trauma <laughs> yeah. experience there. And um, having to like unpack and deconstruct all those things afterwards and so they've come out with um, since then all kinds of strong statements about how it's harmful to the students um, that policies those policies are harmful to the students in, in staging protests and um, coming out with uh, different like public statements and it's been kind of cool to watch but it's mm-hmm. also like still really sad because it's 2021 and we're yeah. still having this conversation and it just seems really archaic yeah. at this point um and so that's been it's been interesting to watch them the university just continue to like hold on to this um line of thinking so mm-hmm. hard instead of just being willing to say like okay let's think about this or okay we hear you or anything like that i mean it's like no we can't mm-hmm. possibly look at that and yeah you know, it's just sad i mean because i think about there are i mean however many current students there that are either okay with being gay and closeted or or struggling with how how they feel and and how to reconcile that with the mm-hmm. faith that they've been taught and like how harmful that is 
for them <laughs> right now. Um, like people mm-hmm. kill themselves because of that, you know? Because you're telling people that your existence is wrong. Yep. So that's been a, it's been interesting and sad. So if you, um, there's a couple of uh, petitions out there. Oh, I'm not led. Um, put it on the yeah, website. I could probably put it on the website. That's where we put the important stuff. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's been sad, but it's been really interesting to to see people kind of like rise up and and mm-hmm. say something because uh, in, at least in my memory, yeah. that hasn't happened. Maybe times are changing, but I don't know. I don't know. I always wonder if, like, (laughs) can we just get to the point where being gay is treated like being divorced? Like, we used to, it used to be, like, a huge thing where you couldn't get married in the sanctuary. You had to get married in the chapel. And we can just, we can just get to a point where it's, like, oh, yeah, we used to think this was, like, the worst thing ever. And now, like, we don't care. Yeah. Because like almost everybody has been. Divorced. See, that's why we need more. Ga- that's why they're scared of us in numbers. Because so many people got divorced, they were like, mm. "Shit!" Now everybody's now everybody's divorced. We gotta let them in. We're gonna we lose our lose our tithes. Yeah, y'all. Somebody posted about making sure you <laughs> tithe on your stimulus check, and I could not stop laughing. Yeah, no. No, I'm not going to do Thanks. that. Thanks. Actually, I already spent Sorry. it all, so. Used it to stimulate the economy. <laughs> um, not send it to a place that doesn't even pay taxes. Uh, okay. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah. So let's get to that point. Let's everybody come out. Just everybody come out. Just dump out of the closet. And, um, yeah. and yeah, let's, uh, let's do this so that it doesn't, so it doesn't matter. It's, a, cause I, it's okay to question. It's okay to believe yeah. what you actually believe. Yeah. It's okay to like ask questions. I think that was one thing that was like yeah. drilled in our minds was not okay. And so you know that's that's one thing i'm glad about with this new movement is like it's okay to ask questions it's okay to analyze like mm-hmm. what you believe and who the people around you are saying and believing it's okay it's scary yeah. but it's okay take it off take off the blindfold you're going to be just fine it's just like it's just like Sandra Bullock in that movie. Take off that blindfold. That's right. I haven't seen that movie, so I don't know what the plot is, but I know she wears a blindfold. Yeah, so that's not okay. Like well, the plot of the movie is, but they can't um... all be winners. <laughs> but that's the little talk. So anyway, if y'all have any thoughts or comments about what we've talked about, like drop them, drop them in the comments. 
for sure share your experience because I know you know a lot of our the people that listen have been through yeah similar experiences and uh it's yeah, how we get to this together you. guys all right so. well thanks for going on this journey with me of course thanks for having it was my pleasure on this journey with me <laughs> <laughs> I love you and I listeners. Love you, we love you and thanks for coming you. along on this journey with us. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, until next time. All right. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll. Julie's going to have the, a stroke. You know. Someone. <laughs> I do not smell burnt. I thought that was a heart attack. Okay. I'm not having a stroke. I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh, I forgot to ask if you had any more closing <laughs> thoughts. I'm sorry. Okay. Good. No. Right. I, I don't well, think so. on that note. Bye.